Hallelujah. I, uh, I was telling my, uh, my wife Janice this morning, I had an experience with, with something this last night. I was, I was laying down, and believe me, I was up. I don't know what. I felt like something was weighing me down. You know, you ever get, felt like you have pressed on? Uh, and I waited out. I wondered what's going on. It happened twice. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really believing that Satan wants to, to hold this down. He doesn't want us to rise to where God wants us. Amen? He wants to keep us powerless and faithless. And, you know, God is calling us right now to draw close to him. And I know right now that has to, that has to do something to us, to generate faith in our lives, the power of God in our lives. I was scared. Oh, listen, listen, I'm just laying there, and Janice is sleeping, and I could feel a weight on me, like, like it had been somebody pressing himself on me. And, you know, and you wonder why. <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> I question. But I started praying in the name of Jesus, and it lifted, okay? The devil wants to press you down. The devil wants to keep you down. The devil don't want you to be victorious in Christ. He doesn't want you to rise up to what you can do for the Lord and grow in his faith. He wants to keep you away from the truth. He wants to keep you away from church. He wants to keep you away from prayer. He wants to keep you away from the, the word. He wants to weigh you down with life's troubles and, and, and press you down to where you can't do anything for God. Amen. <laughs> Let me pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a good God. Father, we thank you for this morning. I pray, God, you could bring life into this fellowship and that your Holy Spirit would move this morning. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. I want to preach a message. And listen, this is a strange title. I call it the dead zone. Come on, somebody. You know... In the Gulf of Mexico right now, they have a place where it's called the dead zone. Where you can't get, you, you, trippers don't go, crabbers don't go, because there's no life there, right? Come on, somebody. You know, when you get on the levee, especially, you get, you're on the phone, but guess what happens? You hit a dead zone. You lose all communication with whoever you're talking to. I want to talk about a spiritual dead zone. <laughs> a lot of Christians are in that dead zone, and you know what? They're not hearing from God. Come on, somebody. There's no life. There's just, it's just dead religion. There's, no, there's, there's nothing to motivate and build your faith. What did I say, Ephesians? I got to put my glasses. Where, is it? Where are my glasses? <laughs> Today in, in the modern church, well, you know what? I can't, I, seriously, I got to worry about this church, all right? That we're not stuck in a dead zone where all we're doing is living. There's no life in us. The power of God has left us. Faith has left us. We're just going through the motions, Right? We're just going through the fad. We think, we think just being here is enough. 
But God is calling us out of the dead zone. He wants to communicate with us, all right? He wants to fellowship with us. And power re-strengthened us and, and grant his power into our lives. There's no power in the modern church. We're in a powerless age. I don't see what they're talking about in the book of Acts. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't see opening, eyes being opened and the deaf, dead being raised. I, I don't see it. Come on, somebody. So, you know, like I said, you can go and you can go in the, in the Gulf of Mexico. You, they got a certain place you can't catch nothing. You go on the levee, you try to talk on your phone, especially the levee. Anything that, what's blocking the signal? The levee. There's no signal. There's no communication. And people say, well, we just accept it as it is. I, I'm not accepting it as it is, praise God, spiritually speaking. I don't think Christians should be in the dead zone. I don't think Christians should be stagnant and staying in one place and say, well, that's how it is. No, it's not how it is. There's something spiritually wrong with the believer. I hope it's not you, okay, sir? <laughs> Listen, when I laid down and I felt that weight on me, praise God. Sister Arthur, it was, like, it was like somebody was sitting on my chest. It was so real. I was almost scared to tell Janice. I might have scared her out, scared her out of her wits. Because it was so real because I could feel the weight. How many, come on somebody, how many feel like that sometimes? You feel like you're trying to grow with the Lord and you feel like a weight is on your shoulders or sitting on top of you. Yeah, Satan don't want you to get up. Come on somebody. Yeah. Satan don't want you to rise and, and, and claim all God has for you. Come on. He wants, he wants to keep you in the dirt. He wants to keep you down. He wants to keep you defeated. He don't want you to believe. And what God says in his words. He don't want you to grab a hold of the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. He wants to keep you pressed down. He'll defeat you that way. Verse uh, 14 says this. Awake, you who sleep. Or the, uh, chapter 15, um, 5, chapter 5, Ephesians, verse 14. Awake, you that sleep. I said, awake, thou that sleepest. Like the King James says it. Awake, get up, stop sleeping. <laughs> this thing is real. Some, somebody say, I told Janice and Boogie, I said, the devil is real. And he's there to make sure you don't have a victorious life in Christ. He wants to defeat you and everything he can defeat you in. He wants to keep you away from God. Come on, somebody. He wants to keep you away from Jesus. He wants to keep you away from the fellowship of the Lord. Sleep. Go ahead, Yvette. Sleep. Don't worry about it. Life's going to happen. That's the devil's lie. He wants you to sleep. And I'm not talking about basically physically sleep as much as spiritual sleep. Let me ask you a question. What does the devil fight you more on? Prayer. Going to church. Reading your word. Well, that's what he's fighting you on. He wants you to sleep. He wants to keep you wooed down and make sure. Listen, many Christians think they're going to heaven without reading that Bible. I, listen, I don't tell you. Listen, people say, well, you, you're talking law. I'm not. But I got to know what it says to claim it, right? I got to know what it says to overcome. And if I don't eat, I'm going to die. And after a while, I'll be sleeping right into Satan's hand. You remember Delilah? 
She got Samson just where she wanted him, sleeping on her lap. The mighty man of power, God's man of the hour, sleeping. Cut his hair off. Now he became weak like any other man. Come on, somehow I feel like <laughs> Listen, they locked him up. They put him grinding in the mill. I don't know how long they had him there. And he remembered the Lord. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. He was on that mill, going in a circle like an animal, grinding every day, every day. But his hair began to grow. Come on, somebody. His hair began to grow again. His faith began to rise up again. That thing that he had made a vow to God on began to be evident again. And I could see him. Listen, this is me, okay? I got a big imagination. Like Book said, he got a I could see him going around in a circle. Lord, please forgive me. God, I'm so, forgive me for my sin, my rebellion. He went around and turned bow and crying out to God. And all of a sudden, the hair grew. My Lord. Fell asleep in the devil's lap, but God rose him up again, praise God. And he destroyed more people in that one day than he, than he did all of his life. Awake. Awake. Arise from the dead. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, if your faith is not right, you're dead. Come on, somebody, and I'm not, I hope that's not for none of y'all, but I know about me sometimes. When I don't feel faith, I feel dead. You, either, you have faith or you're dead. Arise, wake up, arise from the dead. Now, I don't like living in the dead zone. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You, listen, I want you to get a picture of this this morning. I don't want to be in the dead zone, praise God. There's too much dead in the dead zone, praise God. I, they don't need one more like me. I need to be where there's life. I need to be where I'm walking, and the life of God is breathing in me, praise God, like you were singing this morning. Breathe your life into me, God. I want to be alive, hallelujah. I want to live. I don't live in a dead zone. Hallelujah. Awake. You who sleep, arise, and Christ will give you what? Light. I want to be where there's light. I want to be where there's light. Come on, somebody. I want to be where Jesus is moving, praise God. I don't know about you, but I've been in those dead zones a lot of times, and it don't feel very well. I go through the motions. I go through the religion. But something happens. I just can't get faith rolling in my life. Because I, I have more faith in the system and the motions than I do in the, in the Word of God. I don't like living in the dead zone. I'm tired of living in the dead zone. We need to be where there's light, right? Where there's life. Come on, Holy Ghost. You don't have to turn. I'm going to read it for the sake of time. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. Let us not sleep as the others do. Let us watch. That's what Paul said. The darkness covers the world. Don't let us sleep as the others do. The world is asleep right now. It's asleep on God. It's asleep on Jesus. It's asleep on the Holy Ghost. They don't know God. They follow what's in their passions and their lust. That's all they know. The world is dead. Society, as we know it, is dead. 
There's no calling on repentance. When's the last time you ever heard a president or anybody in authority ask for repentance? God help us. We can find one good one and say, listen, we sinned as a nation. We sinned as a church. We need to get back with God. When people at one time, when this country first started, they ordered repentance. They ordered days of prayer. They ordered seeking God. Okay. Jesus told the disciples when he, in Luke 22 that they would, he, he went and you know what they were doing? They were sleeping. They were sleeping. He was fixing to die for the sins of the world. And here's his disciples full of food, <laughs> sleeping. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Rise, get up, pray. The devil's at the door. Fighting. He's there to kill you. Don't let, don't let the devil steal what I've given you. Pray. Rise, get up. Awake. I want you to turn me to Matthew 24. You got to understand, Matthew's writing about the end times here. And if you go into the next chapter, chapter 25, it talks about the ten virgins, okay? About five were foolish, five were wise. Five took all in their lamp, five didn't. It represents the coming of Christ, okay? But the end of this chapter says this, and I'm going to read it to you. I had a cousin. He was a once saved, always saved guy. He still is. He's lost like a goose. Thinks he's saved, he's not. I said, I said, you know what? The Bible says that in the last days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They're going to say, where is the promise of his coming? For they're all saying that to for eternity. And it says in verse 24, they're going to get tired of waiting. They're going to get tired of going to church. They're going to get tired of, and I'm just, <laughs> listen to me. They're going to get tired of praying and reading their Bible. Verse 43 says this. Uh, let me find my spot. But know this. That if the master of the house would have known the hour where the thief would come, he would watch and not allow his house to be broken. Now watch. If a crook called you tomorrow, so I'm coming to rob your house. You'd have every shotgun sticking out of that window. I dare you to come. Ready to blow your, his head off. You ain't coming in my house. If you come in, you ain't leaving. Because your desire to protect your house and what you have is precious to you. What you worked for, what you earned, what you, you stored up. And then come and let a lying thief steal what you got, right? If you'd have known the hour he comes, no, he's going to come when you're not looking for him. He's going to come an hour when you're not expecting him. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
It says, watch therefore, for you know not the hour your Lord is coming. Verse 42, verse 42 says, but this know that if the master of the house would have not watched and not allowed his, it would not allow his house to be, he would have been ready, right? He'd have been ready. Jesus is coming an hour when you're looking not for him. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Or are you sleeping? Come on. When's the last time you heard a preacher talk about the rapture? When's the last time you heard a minister say, you better repent because the coming of Christ is near? To be watchful? Be looking? Oh, I heard that since forever. Every, I've been going to church for years, and then Jesus ain't come back yet. <laughs> and he says in verse 44, Therefore ye also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour when you're not looking or expecting him. Hmm? Well, Jesus is coming. When we had a big issues about that years ago, about when our when the minds said they were predicting the end of the world. When not even the Christians got in 1988, 88 reasons why Jesus was coming in 1988. I said to myself, He well says no man knows the day or the hour when the Son of Man's coming. Nobody, not even Jesus, said my Father. Only my Father in heaven knows that. That Jesus is coming in an hour when you're not looking for it. I'm going to tell you right now, most of the church is not looking for him. Most of the body of Christ is sleeping. They're not aware that Jesus is knocking at the door. I can't tell you this is the Lord that told me this a while back, about two years back. I was, I was thinking about me and Janice, and we're getting older. We buy us a grave and get us ready. To, and the Holy Spirit supposed to say, you don't think about death, son. Think about life. He said, and I still wait in my spirit. He said, I'm coming an hour. I'm coming uh, in your lifetime. Now, you could call it what you want. I'm not telling you it's a prophecy. It's just what I heard. And after that, the Lord said, there comes Colvin. Right after, all this other stuff started building up. I said, I mean, you could see it. We're coming to the one world government. We're coming to the one world control. You're not going to better come to church like you're doing right now. They're going to they, they'll put you to death if you do that. It's coming to probably going to ban us gathering together. They already tried to do it. He's coming. He's coming. Let me, let, let me go on, praise God. Turn with Matthew chapter 26, uh, verse 40. I'm just right there. Now, Christ is getting ready to be arrested. He's on the Mount of Olives. And look, the Bible said it was so hard on him that he was sweating as if it was great drops of blood. The whole world, the, sin, the sins of the world was upon him. I mean, you could think about some of the most grossest, some most wickedest sins he was dying for. He was laying his life down for. And he's, he's struggling and he's battling the Lord. He didn't want to die. People don't realize the Lord had a body. And his flesh didn't want to die. He said, Lord, he told Jesus, told the Lord, I said, anyway, this cup can pass from me. Let it be. See, he was wrestling on what God wanted him to do. And what his flesh wanted him to do. 
And thank God he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. But that had to be a decision in Christ's heart to obey the Lord. We never see that, but that's, that's exactly what was happening. He was up there praying, and he was, the devil was again fighting him, man. The devil was trying to press him down, keep him down. Didn't want him to die on the cross. There was something happening in, in that battle at, at Mount of Olives that we don't even begin to imagine what was going on in Christ's life. And I mean, when he was battling that, that thing before he died. Satan is rootless and he's heartless. And I'm going to shock you. He don't love you. He hates you. He wants every one of you dead and burning in hell with him forever. That's what he wants. And if we don't awake and see what's going on in the spirit, we're going to lose. I, I hate to be blunt, but it's, I, I, can't, I can't say it in any kind of other way. When's the last time you touched the Lord? Come on, somebody. When's the last time you worshiped God and the spirit of God moved on? When's the last time you fellowshiped with God? We need to understand Satan wants to keep us down. He wants us defeated. He wants us away from God. Hallelujah. Verse 40 says this. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping. Now watch this. How many times God called you to prayer? Or called you to, and, and, and you were sleeping? I'm not talking about physical sleep. They were physically sleeping, but spiritually, they were sleeping. The Lord needed them to pray, right? The Lord needs you to pray. He needs you to seek Him. But if we can only see what's going to happen in the next few years in this country, you would pray. Maybe the next few months or weeks. If we can only get a picture of what's happening in the Spirit, most of the church, they, they can't wait to leave church to go watch the football game. Come on. If you watch football, it's your business. I'm not, but I'm saying that caught up in the system of the world. They're leaving out. Of, listen, one thing I haven't happened in the last six years, at least, is that I try to leave, not leave church without leaving with something, Okay. I got ministered to and blessed so many times. And I still remember the things that God taught me. And there's those things that stuck to you like, like a magnet, man. They just don't leave you. Especially when it comes to prayer. Especially when it comes to believing God's word. Especially when it says about coming to church. These principles in our life have to be. If we're not operating in those gifts, those things that God has given us, we're going to fall. We're going to fall. Listen, I'm going to tell you what down. When I told somebody earlier, it's going to get bad in this country. They're going to people want to knock, knock you down again here. When they're going to start realizing, that preacher said that. I remember years ago, brother so-and-so said that. Or sister so-and-so said They said it was going to happen. It's happening. You know, if the church is sleeping, what good are we going to do for them? Come on, somebody. There's a lot of people today, preachers standing behind pulpits, will never preach what I'm telling you this morning. The church is dead. 
I'm not necessarily talking about you and me. I'm talking in general. The, the church is preaching another gospel. There's no power there. When I first started coming to church here, man, the emphasis on the Holy Ghost was real, man. And it still is. The power of God, the Pentecostal message of speaking in tongues, believing in miracles, souls being saved. Some of you have been here, know what I'm talking about. It was always emphasized. And God forbid us if we ever stop doing it. Because it needs to be meant. It needs to be talked about. The life of God needs to come back in the church. The desire to preach the gospel, share the message, be a witness to somebody. Come to church. Come to church. Give your life to Jesus. Listen. I'm, <laughs> oh, Brother Bourne. I'm going to share some of them. <laughs> Listen, that's about a rough-edged person, man. But look, he's, he's just blunt. I remember he got saved. And you know what? He'd stop the policeman on the street, give him a track. He'd go into the Washingtonian Henderson. He's preaching everywhere he could go. <laughs> wasn't refined and wasn't polished, but he just told what Jesus done for <laughs> him. I remember that. Random old cops, he was passing tracks to them and everything. <laughs> I said, the boldness, man. You know, thank God a, a, a polished preacher didn't get a hold of him. Hallelujah. Thank God somebody said, well, bold, you react, overreacting. You got to be more, um, use more wisdom. <laughs> I tell you what. Y'all listen to their brothers just searching. That boy don't blink an eye. <laughs> The other day I thought he was going to lose it. <laughs> I was watching him on, on, on that, little pro, that little program. I said, man, boy, you could blow a fuse, man. <laughs> oh, God help us. Oh, man, God help us. We need to be radical for the Lord. We need to, listen, we need to get a fuse blown once in a while, praise God. If it makes you happy to see the world is, you got a problem, hallelujah. It's not going right, and it's not going to go right till Jesus Christ comes back. So awake, stop waiting for the world to answer your problems. It's not going to happen. Awake, thou that sleepest. Hallelujah. Boss, it's flying this morning. <laughs> Turn over to Proverbs. I'm going to keep you much longer, okay? Chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, okay? We need to get radical for the Lord. Listen, I, I, <laughs> as, a, as a young Christian coming up here, I've seen some radical ones. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've seen, listen, I've seen some shoes slinging. I've seen... One brother rolling down the middle of that aisle. I'll never forget that. <laughs> holy rolling. Really holy. <laughs> Listen. He had some little toys in his pocket for his little boy. And it was flying all out of his pocket. <laughs> Those were the days, right? <laughs> oh, we had church, man. Listen, praise God. There wasn't no self-righteous Pharisee telling you you couldn't dance and you couldn't sing. Hallelujah. Hey, you did it. You did it. <laughs> Worship God. Man, that was exciting. Oh, man. I just, no, when you go to church, you, 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 no, don't get too radical. You know, you might make, the preacher said, you might make somebody nervous. You know, they, that's just, a, it's just, somebody's just beginning, you know. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, look. I believe today sometimes it's like, why am I like I am? <laughs> Man, look. I remember when Janice first came here. But I'll tell you what. Miss B used to bless me. You remember that lady? Oh, she would sing up there, man. I remember the song. They couldn't hide it, but she put her chair right here. And then, victory in Jesus. That's what she would sing? My Savior for love the Lord. That old lady, man, I look blessed. She's with the Lord today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Good old lady, man. I just like to see her, like to hear her sing. She sing with music. <laughs> she sang by herself. But she loved the Lord. You know the anointing of God was there. I mean, she would just sing. Hallelujah. She might sound like a crow, but that was a good crow. A joyful noise. <laughs> joyful noise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just remember pictures of people just worshiping God. Amen. Most of y'all have been here longer than me, but, some, you know, like Stacate, Brother Allen, Statham, all y'all have been here. But, I mean, seriously, I mean, there was just a love for the Lord. There was just a, a, a desire to worship, you know, a desire to get close to God. Good men that loved the Lord, that wanted to see a church grow, wanted to, a hunger for, you know, there wasn't much people sleeping. If you were sleeping, you would woke up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you woke up. You know, people that just <laughs> said, what the heck's going on in there? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but I loved it, amen? I wasn't too much sleeping. <laughs> but verse 6 says this in chapter 6 of Proverbs. Look at the ant, okay? An ant, he's, see the thing about, and I'm looking at the spiritual significance. He would store up. Nobody had to tell him. He knew the time he had to prepare to get his house or food into, into, into the den or whatever it is. They, he, the ant didn't have a general. The ant didn't have no, they just did what, they worked together. They did what they needed to do. They were preparing, right? They're not sluggards or lazy. Mm, I'm going to be like, oh, mm, Lord. <laughs> Listen, when you can't pray, you're a sluggard. When you can't read or go to church, and I know some people have you know, problems, they can't make it for some reason. But the thing is, when you're not growing, there's something wrong. Okay? I got to store up. I got to store up. You got to store up. Spiritually, you got to store up. See, when the enemy's going to come, you better have your, your weapons ready, praise because the devil ain't going to blink his eye. If you're not ready, praise God, he's going to shoot you. He's going to kill you. And our weapons is the word of God. Our, 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 our battle weapons are what God's word says. We store up in prayer. We store up in, in word. We store up in coming to church. We store up in listening to the word of God, believing what it says. That's the only way you're going to win this battle. The ant don't ask any questions. He just does what he has to do. And he goes on. Consider her ways. And be wise, which have no captain or overseers or rulers over them. Provides her supplies in the summer. And I'm reading the New King James. And gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? <laughs> How long? Listen, I'm not picking on you, praise God. I was a sluggard. 
And sometimes I still want to be a sluggard. I mean, just don't feel like doing nothing. But I can feel it dying in me. I can feel God just, the Spirit of the Lord just dying in me. And I can't, I can't afford that right now. I can't afford to lose God's power and presence in my life. Devil wants to keep me down. Like I said last night, this thing was real, man. He was pressing me down like I, I couldn't get up. I just, but that was like a weight was on me. I mean, I said, like, I just, I felt it on my, my chest and on my, and it would do this. It would push. And I wonder what, if that's the Lord, is that Satan? But come to find out it was the devil. I, I believe that. Because he don't want me to rise. He wants to keep me dormant. He wants to keep me powerless. He wants to keep me faithless. But I realized I got to get up, right? I realized I had to get ready. I didn't have nothing till about, this, I was praying this morning at 3 o'clock in the morning, laying in my bed. I didn't have nothing. And that very long after that, that happened to me. I asked the Lord, show me what you want me to talk about. Show me what you want me to preach on, Lord. Show me what, 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 what you want me to do. And not long after that, I started feeling that pressure on me. I started feeling that pressure on me. And it goes on. It says, how long will you slumber, O slugger? When will you rise from your sleep? That'll preach. <laughs> When will you rise from your sleep? How long will you sleep? There's good sleep and there's bad sleep, right? God says about rest, sleep is a good thing. I mean, physical sleep. Spiritual sleep is another thing. See, when you're sleeping, you don't know what's going on around you. See? And a lot of times sleep, physical sleep, brings healing to your body. It allows your mind to rest. It allows your spirit to rest. But when you're sleeping spiritually, then Satan is having his way. See, you can't see what's coming unless you open your eyes, right? See, Samson lost his spiritual sight before he lost his physical sight. Because he thought God would always be with him. He went about whoring around with women and, and drinking wine and eating unclean things. He was, listen, he, 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 every time he shake himself, the Spirit of God would come back on him. But that one covenant he made not to cut his hair. See, he got up from Delilah's lap and he shook himself off and he thought God would be with him as he always was. But he wasn't. Do not take for granted the Spirit of the Lord. Don't believe that God is going to, listen, I don't know where his mercy line is. I don't know where his grace line is. I'm going to be honest with you. I know one thing. We can push him so far that we're going to lose him. And we can get to a complacent place in our life and say, well, God will never leave me. I, he's, me and God's like this. I, and we go about not seeking him, not praying, not doing what we should do. And we wonder why he's not speaking to us. Where does God speak to you? Through prayer, Right? Where does he speak to you? Through the word. Where does he speak to you? Through, through the preaching of the gospel. Those three things are essential to grow. All right? Hallelujah. Try to close your Bibles. I'm going to just read some stuff to you, okay? That last in verse 11 says, So shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler. Now, if, you, if, you, if you're... 
If you're dying spiritually, it's a spiritual poverty. Uh, you feel like there's no life in you to talk to the Lord. You feel like there's no, no power in your life anymore. That can change today. See, I can't make you pray. <laughs> See, your prayer life and you're seeking God and doing what you got to do is your personal relationship with God. I can't go and knock you on the head and say, go pray. Inside of every one of us as believers, there is, there is, God has put in there a spirit of prayer, right? I need to pray. I need to read your Bible. I need to come to church. Those things are there because God wants you to grow. God wants you to grow in Him. Without that, you won't grow. Matter of fact, you'll die. You'll die because you're not feeding your spirit. Man, you're allowing Satan to rob you, okay, of what you need, the life of God in you, the hope of God in you, the power of God in you has to be through prayer. It has to be through seeking his word. You're going to die in poverty, spiritually speaking, okay? You're going to die feeling like you're dry and God's a million miles off. But it doesn't have to be that way, Okay? How long will you sleep? It says in this proverb. In chapter 13, Romans 11 says, High time to wake out of sleep. It's high time. It's time to stop playing games with God. Wake out of sleep. Awake. Get up. Get up. You don't have to do that in front of me. It don't matter one hill of beans. But in your life, in your walk with God, you have to awake. Awake out of sleep. It's time before you die. I'm going to share something with you. Uh, I told that to Janice. I was saying that, you know, in the book of Revelations, it's very clear that when the Lord's talking to the churches, when he says there are a few that has not, Bow down to Satan. And you go back and read, and he talks about there are few. Didn't say a lot. That's not scarred themselves, their garments with the devil. And the reason why he's saying that, because there's not going to be many that's going to make it. Because a lot of people, that, they got about 7 billion people on the earth. Majority of them are religious in one form or the other. They have some form of religion. Whether you're Muslim, or you're Catholic, or you're Buddhist, or you're, you know, whatever. Or Protestant, or, or whatever. They're in, in the world, but it's not that all of them are right. Only one is right. See, Satan don't mind religion. Come on, somebody. Come on. You might think I'm funny. Satan don't mind Christians being religious. He just don't want them to get serious with God. They put their faith in their church attendance. They put their faith in paying tithes. They put their faith in, in what they're doing. And, and their faith's not in Christ. Why do, you, why do you come to church? Because of Jesus. Your faith is in Christ. Why do you pay tithes? Because of your faith in Christ. It's not, you're not doing that thing to earn anything from God or buy, try to buy God off. You do this because you love Jesus. You do this because you want to serve God. And, 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 and whatever you do is a sign of worship. Come on, somebody. You come to church, it's a, it's a sign of worship. 
You read your word, it's a sign of worship. You want to know, you want to get in God's presence. You want to understand God's word. People don't see it that way, but it, that's what it does. It stirs you up. It stirs you up. It stirs you up. To, listen, when I think about how big God is, Chucky, <coughs> excuse me, I lose my mind. The magnitude of God and power this God being that we possess is unreal. To know that I could come in front of him and, and bow my knee to him and that he would hear me. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> the glory that this being possesses is unreal. But he, to have him call me his son or his daughter. To know that he died, sent his son to die on the cross for my sins. If that don't do something for you, I don't know what will. <laughs> and I was looking the other day. Listen, I, I, I like to watch stuff. Stuff that makes sense, okay? When the astronauts first went into space and they took a look at the earth for the first time, they didn't quote Muhammad. <laughs> they didn't quote Buddha. You know what they said, Chucky? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. You should have heard that. They testified of the glory of God. and said, it blessed me so much. Here we got an ungodly government, an ungodly media, ungodly church in some cases. And yet they can't even quote the, the, the very beginning of the Bible. This, these, these astronauts just in the beginning, man, they, they were flabbergasted. Man, they couldn't believe what they were looking at. Hallelujah. How big is this being we call God? And the earth is only a little speck of dust in his creation. <laughs> but yet he hears us. Doesn't that do something for you? <laughs> he wants to, it makes you want to worship God. It makes you want to serve him. This being is real. This is not an imaginational God. This power, this, this God is powerful. But he humbled himself. And he came. Sent his son to die on the cross. I just can't. Don't ask me to explain it. I don't understand it. Why? Would he want to die for a bunch of miserable beings like us? But thank God he did. <laughs> and you know what? When I gave my life to Jesus, changed my whole life. One simple prayer. Confessing that I'm a sinner, needed a Savior. One. Chucky, listen. One, y'all. One. Crying out to God for mercy. And he saved me. I don't know where it'd be today. If I wouldn't have made that one confession. And you're, you're the same way, right? Where would y'all be today? Awake. I was awakened that day. I didn't know God. I couldn't quote a Bible verse to save my life. But he loved me. He died for me. I want to be part of that God. I don't know about you. When I see society and, and what they promised, I don't want it. I can't see no hope outside of faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm almost finished. One day, I'm going to preach the drug. Listen. <laughs> in Ezekiel 37, it talks about, it was a prophecy about Israel. And the Lord told, uh, showed Ezekiel a valley with dry bones in it. You need to go read that. And it was scattered. And the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? 
said, you know, Lord. Right? You know. He said, prophesy. Now, remember, this is, a, this is a prophecy about Israel, but it's for anybody that just has a religion and not God. See, Israel had the temple. They had all that stuff, but they didn't know God. They were, they were going about creating another, another worship. It wasn't, it wasn't the Lord. He said, can these bones live? He said, yep. Yeah. We prophesied, and then the skin started coming. Muscles started growing on these bones, and they all rose up and became a mighty army. We need revival. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm a blunt with you. I can't speak for everybody else, but in this church, we need revival, okay? Listen, the only way that them bones are going to rise up is through the Spirit of God bringing life back into them, right? You, y'all singing this morning. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your Holy Spirit living in me. Oh, man, that stirred you up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, so we got to have the life. This is the daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. So I'm desperate for you, Jesus. I'm lost without you. I need life back, man. I need the Spirit of God moving back in my life. I need some muscles and meat growing back in my body. Hallelujah. I need the Spirit of God to move back. There has to be life. The more dry bones got to come alive again. They need to rise up out of the dust. Come on, hold you. <laughs> okay. Revelation 2 says this in verse, verse 2 to 5. It says, You have left your first love. Remember therefore from which thou hast fallen and repent. The church had got dry. The church, the church in the book, first three chapters of Revelation, they all had but one. One was under persecution. God never, the only one church. I think, uh, one, I forget which one it was, but it did, they, they, they didn't even get rebuked by the Lord. But all the rest of them got rebuked. Because I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. Remember from where you have fallen and repent. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Remember when you first got born again? Oh, man, Jesus just flowed out of you like a spring of water. Hallelujah. I mean, you, you, you'd go to Walmart. You'd go to, to Winn-Dixie, anywhere. You, you was, listen, this guy there, Brother Coon, I love, hey, hey, listen, I, we went one time, and Brother Coon was always like that, man. He, listen. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? I remember we went, <laughs> went at Ryan's one time. And I'm just sitting there, and, 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 and the lady came to serve us. And, and all of a sudden, he started preaching to him, man. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord? <laughs> that, that's what I'm more remembering about anything else. Preach him. He found him somebody to preach to. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Listen, that's what we need to be. <laughs> that people around you going to hell in the handbasket, man. We better start telling somebody, you better find the Lord. We better find Jesus. Amen? Amen? But you see, after we get religious a little bit, we come in, you know, start messing around with Christians that make excuses. Why the Spirit of God don't move? Oh, we all have our problems. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, listen, I'm tired of that. I want to be around life people. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I want to be around people that are excited about Jesus. Praise God. I'm not interested in how, you, you, uh, how religion did you. Praise God. I want to know what Jesus did for you. Hallelujah. Tell me about Jesus. Give me some encouragement. Praise God. Lift me up. 
Even if it's correcting me. <laughs> Even if it's rebuking me. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> I've been rebuked a lot of times. And I needed it. <laughs> and I grew from it. <laughs> okay. Jesus told him in Mark chapter 13, verse 34 to 37, watch ye and know when he's coming. Watch, do what? If you're sleeping, you can't see, right? If we got a good night rest, okay, see, you go to bed at 8 o'clock. You wake up at 8 in the morning. That's eight hours of your life. You're sleeping sound. You don't know what's going on, right? No, but I'm saying, though, you, that's eight hours of your life. You just, I mean, just don't know what's going on. I mean, they could drop a nuclear bomb on somewhere. You wouldn't know unless it's on you. <laughs> but it's just to show you that eight hours are missing. See? Nothing wrong with that. But let's take it in the spiritual realm. How many people are sleeping all the time? You know, all. listen, remember years ago, I don't know if some of you might, they had what they call soaking in the spirit in the church. That is stupid. What if it's the spirit? People would go to church. The preacher was sleeping. I mean, the preacher was <laughs> preaching. <laughs> and the people were sleeping. <laughs> they were sleeping. They go to church and... I mean, they were sleeping. And they, they call it soaking in the spirit. No, I call that sleeping in the spirit. I call it... There ain't no, nothing about the spirit of God in it. They were just sleeping on the preacher. Snoring away, bro. And they, they call it the Lord. Now, when the Lord, you got a bed to sleep in. Go out your house and sleep if you got to sleep. Right? Go soak over there. <laughs> I tell you what. My mama mentioned that, but boy, Jerry was short. Listen, I would preach, man, and all of a sudden he'd fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know if it was me or, the, or, or him or what. <laughs> and every once in a while I'd say something, he'd wake up, hey, man, hey, man, and he'd go. <laughs> hey, man, he'd fall, he'd fall back asleep. <laughs> Do you know? But that was going on in the church for a while. That wasn't God. Like the laughing revival and all that other stuff. That wasn't God. Come on, seriously. One would start laughing. You've been around somebody laughing and you, you want to laugh with them. You don't know what they're laughing about. <laughs> uh, listen, I, listen, why can't we just believe what the Bible says? Why can't we just do what the Bible says? Oh, but the Bible is okay, but you know, we, it's boring sometimes and you know. You gotta pray and read your Bible and go to church, and we gotta put some excitement in that event. You know, we gotta jump a pew or something. Come on, somebody! <laughs> what? Run! Run! I don't care. Run! <laughs> One more verse. You don't have to turn there. I'm just gonna read it to you. I'm gonna paraphrase it. And this one's stuck. Let's see. I turn there. Let's just turn there. And that's it. I promise. I promise. I think. Turn, turn, turn to Psalms chapter 13. Yeah, that's going to be it. Though. I believe. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, this is one I want I want you to read. I should have, I should have, uh, Psalm chapter 13, verses 3. God is a good God, amen. 
Are you sleeping this morning? Mm -mm. I hope not. After all, I, I just preached. <laughs> you know, how many of you, you're praying and you fall asleep on yourself? We're all guilty. We all need to repent. Recycle all the ashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day, who was uh, one of our grandkids came in. And man, look, I was out. <laughs> I was sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it's a Bob! <laughs> hey, that's all right. I love to do that in church. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I scared him. <laughs> Verse 3 says, Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. This is David apparently praying. Enlighten my eyes. What does that mean? Wake me up. Right? All right. Wake me up, God, lest I sleep the sleep of... Somebody read that last verse one. That's how I sleep the sleep of what? Yeah. Death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Ah. Lest I sleep the sleep of death, my enemies rejoice over me. And they rejoice. The devil will rejoice when he's defeated you. Don't let him, praise God. The most important thing you can do is pray. The most important thing you can do is seek the heart of God. The most important thing you can do is receive his word. Do what it takes, praise God. It's, it's not time to sleep. Listen, it's not time to lay our head back and say, well, you know, it is what it is. No, it ain't what it is. We don't, we don't, have, to, we don't have to flow with that spirit. It ain't of God. Satan wants everybody sleeping. See, when he's sleeping, he's the enemy. He's going to come and destroy you. Don't think for, hey, listen, don't take for granted what I'm saying this morning. I said Satan is going to destroy you. See, if you see him coming, you can do something about it, right? If you see him coming, you can pray. You can see God's power. You can see God's direction. But if you're sleeping, you can't do nothing, right? I heard something the other day. And, well, I'll tell you what. I, the Lord, I guess, showed it to me. I told the brother, I said, you know, about 90% of the Church, don't even read their Bible. And that was just a number I threw out there, Sister Kathy. I mean, I just, I just, what I felt. I listened, I was listening to the so-called Christian radio, Caleb. I was listening to it, and, and, and the man got up there and he said, you know what? There's a, uh, there's, there's a, uh, a study, or a poll, 90-something percent of Christians don't even read their Bible. I said, Lord, God help us. You wonder why the church is in a mess it's in. Don't read their Bible. I said, if 90-something percent of the people are not reading their Bible, how are we going to know what God wants? You wonder why the church in America is adopting purpose-driven life and all these crackpot books that, that are putting people to sleep. What's, good with, what's wrong with this book? <laughs> I'm not against reading books, seriously, but what's wrong with the Bible? They, they got more people, Christians reading a purpose-driven life than this book. Something that's a psychology book. Where God's power is not present. 
Well, God's truth is not present. I'll throw a little truth in there, but it's, 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 out of, it's, out of, you know, it's not lined up with the word. They'll, they'll, it's a false balance, the Bible says. It's an abomination inside of God. You, 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 can't, you can't take the Bible and make it fit your life. You've got to make your life fit the Bible. From the front of this book. I've done read it a lot of times already. From one page to the other. My Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. My Bible says God deals with sin. My Bible says that God saves souls. And I don't have to believe anything else in what this, than what this book says. I tell people, if there's anything you're listening to that doesn't line up with this, well, how am I going to know, Brother Lenny? Read it. Read it. Know what God says. Read it. Find out what God's will is. Read it. I said, I said that for years. You know what the will of God is? God's word is God's will. That's how you find out if somebody's lying to you. That's how you find out if somebody's deceiving you. You got to read it, right? Amen. Let's stand up. I'm going to ask you a question. Praise God. Listen. I think you're the greatest bunch of people I know. Praise God. Seriously. But I can't, I can't make you grow spiritually. <laughs> You only know what's going on in your own heart, okay? And you only know what the Lord... Little Lloyd, come up here a little bit with your piano. I just want to just, just give us a minute to ask ourselves, God, if I've been faithful to you, not necessarily to this church, not necessarily to me as a pastor, but to, to him. Remember, this is about him. Seriously? Just bow your heads a minute. And ask yourself that question. Praise God. Listen, I've shared what the Lord wants me to share, okay? And it's up to you whether you're going to do something with it, okay? I'll be honest with you. Sometimes God feels a million miles off in my life, okay? I'm talking about you, but sometimes I, I try to touch the Lord and I feel, where are you, God? Why ain't you listening to me? Why ain't you hearing me? He hears. But you're going, to have to, you're going to have to have faith in what you're asking him for. You've got to believe. You, don't, it, you can't please God without faith. You have to first identify faith in him and his word. Then return that, Lord, I need this request made, Lord. I need to get close to you. I need you to do this for me, God. I just love this, praise God. I want the Spirit of God to deal with you this morning and show you. And ask yourself... Are you right with God? Is your fate right with God? Is your walk right with God? Lord, you seem so far away, a million miles or more it feels today. Yes, Jesus. Though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now. It's hard for me to pray. Because I don't know what to say. And I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace. With all that's in my heart. I will sing. I will pray. Even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pains, I will sing, 
I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. Let's worship him a few minutes this morning. Let's worship him with all our heart, praise God. Give him praise and glory this morning. Is the Lord real for you this morning? Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. Yes, Lord. I will put my trust in you knowing that you died to set me free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. But I don't know what to say And I don't know where to start But as you give the grace With all that's in my heart I will sing I will praise Even in my darkest hours Through the sorrows and the pains, I will sing, yes, Lord, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. Awake, 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 oh, you that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and the Lord will heal you. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will heal you. I will see. I will praise. Even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pain, I will see. Ask the Lord to heal you spiritually. Ask the Lord to heal you physically. Ask the Lord to heal your mind and your spirit. Ask the Lord to stir up the gift in you. Stir up the desire for him in you. I will see. I will praise. Even in my darkest hours. Through the sorrows and the pain. Let's open these altars this morning. Keep playing the Lord. Keep playing. If you want to come at this altar, praise God. we got a few minutes, praise God. This is serious, praise God. If you need to come before the Lord and pray. Hallelujah. Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. Yes, Jesus. I will put my trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Yes, Lord. But I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace, with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, and in my darkest hours, 
through the sorrows and the pains I will sing I will praise Put my hands to honor you because your word is true I will sing Let's do this Lord God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to I love him so, I love him so, my God, yes, Jesus, I love him so, he's so good to Reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply reach out and touch the lord as he goes by let's all sing that again reach out and touch the lord as he passes by you'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. Reach out, touch the Lord as He goes by. Keep playing a little bit, Lord. Ori touch the Lord as He passes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passed. And by this moment, your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Oh God, we just give you praise and glory, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Yes, Jesus, we thank you.
Touch the Lord as He. I just sing this one more, one more, this next song, one more time. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in Your presence. Come on, somebody. Fill us with your power. Come live inside of me. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Come live inside of me. Yes, Lord. Well, you're my living water. Never dry in fountain. Yes, Lord. Everlasting counselor, come live inside of me. Yes, Lord. Come on now. You're my living water, never dry in fountain. Everlasting counselor, live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Come live inside of me. My Lord, come on, Holy Ghost. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Come live inside. I don't know. I just feel like worshiping. Worthy. Come on, little Lord. You are worthy. <laughs> King of kings. Lord of lords. My God, <laughs> you are worthy. Yes, you are, Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you. As you sing Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus. 
Jesus. Yes, Lord. You are Jesus. Yes, my God. King of kings, Lord of lords, you are Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus. You are Jesus. Yes, Lord. King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you. How many glad you came to church this morning? Amen. Praise God. How many glad you came to church this morning? God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Praise God.